Well, welcome to the club that's for degenerates only. Welcome to, of course, the Degenerate Athletic Club brought to you by Crowworthy Sports. I, of course, of course, are your host, RVD. I'm with my co-host, as always, the Crodo, or should I say the Srodo? What do you prefer, Mike? Well, whatever fits in any given week. Yeah. We, Last uh, week, Crodo. Yeah, Crodo. Crow was served to a lot of people. Have we ever seen an NFL season like that's been as big of a coin flip when you're evaluating the teams as we've seen so far this year? Um, no. You know, here's the thing. And I said this to you during the games uh, this past weekend, and I think you agree with me, and I don't know whether or not you've changed your betting philosophy as a result, but I have. Um, there's about three or four good teams in the NFL right now. Maybe not even that many. There's about three or four bad teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. And then everybody else is at any given Sunday team. Yeah, yeah, a coin flip team. Yeah, I mean, you literally – so my, my new philosophy going in is I'm going to bet when, – when somebody's playing a good team, I'm going to bet for the good – when a good team plays a bad team, taking the good team. I'm going to bet against the bad teams. And then when the two coin flip teams are playing, I'm taking the points. I'm just going to take the points. I mean, because – Well, we're – we're aligned. I'm going to talk a little bit about my my strategy when we get to, of course, our Week 7 Crowworthy Locks. But let's catch the listeners up that might be tuning in for the first time what exactly we do. We give you five, yes, five what we believe are our Crowworthiest Locks of the Week. Of that five, we're going to give you one that we're willing to serve Crow on. Meaning if we're wrong, we'll take two shots of Old Crow Whiskey, who's one of our sponsors, of course, of the Degenerate Athletic Club. And we've challenged the experts. We've challenged Cousin Sal. We've challenged Colin Cowherd. We've challenged Bill Simmons. We've challenged Big Cat from Barstool. We're going to challenge anybody who's looking to come at us this year. We right now, Mike, are you 17-12-1 over the course of the first six weeks. That's 56% winning, which means if you counter in the VIG, your ROI, return on invested capital, positive I am 16, 14, and 0. That's about 53%. I'm coming on strong. Of course, one game back. Net, net, we're about 55% combined with our Crowworthy locks. That would win you money, albeit not as much as we would like to do as a couple of degenerates. And so before we get to our Crowworthy locks, um, I want to reference a baseball lock that I had. If you remember, there was a team that I bet right before the playoffs started right before the wild cards were named, right before any games were played, at 16-1 to odds on some sites to win the World Series. Do you remember who I told you to take? Well, you are a homer, if nothing else, so it was the New York Yankees. I did, and if you remember, I got 10-1 to odds, and we, you, uh, you challenged me how I should have shopped around. But nonetheless, here we sit, Mike. I believe you were, you were all in on the Nats. I had the Nats at 8-1. to one. Yeah, and they—I mean, something's something's got to change in that if that team. They have too much talent to keep going out in the first round. Yeah, choke artist to be sure. But here we sit, one game away from the World Series, uh, a sizable bet on the line for me. And so, uh, of course, I'll be rooting for the Yankees. I love those odds. But Mike, you got to admit, this is a team that looks a little special in October. Well, uh, let's not get out. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The spe- this objectively speaking, the quote-unquote team of destiny this year is plays in the National League. It's the Dodgers. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You're going to be a big underdog. If you make it and the Dodgers make it, you'd be a big underdog in that series. You think? I'd say you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what the what the Dodgers win this year? How many games they win? Less games than the Indians. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I got. I, it, it, right, well, listen, that that's hindsight twenty twenty. We'll talk a little bit about baseball maybe on next week's show. But we did kick off the start of the NBA season, and so we got to talk a little NBA before we get to our crowworthy locks. Of course, we give you nothing but what the degenerates want to listen to on the DAC, the Degenerate Athletic Club podcast. You want to go NBA now, or you want to go NBA after we do our football crow with the locks? What do you think? Let's the go NBA. Are? Let's do NBA after, because that way I can bow out. Because <laughs> I don't give a shit. All right, let's get to it. Of course, I mentioned fifty-five percent winning uh, last week. A difficult week for you at two and three. I went three and two. We're one game apart. We'll keep challenging the experts out there. Of course, you can catch our blog on Medium under Crowworthy Sports. Uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter at RVD underscore in underscore in underscore NYC. And let's get to it. You want to start or you want me to? You can go ahead. All right. Let's get right down to it. I'll get to my very first strategy going forward. And this won't take me much time. For, it won't take much time for people to figure out. I'm going to bet against the Cleveland Browns from here on out Mike Mike this is a team that ha- is out they took us off they confused us a little bit in week one we saw Deshaun Kaiser a rookie quarterback cover against the Steelers in fact I went out of the way and I named him backdoor cover Kaiser since then the Browns have been an absolute mess they've cost betters money they don't cover the spread last year they haven't covered the spread since week one this week they're playing a Tennessee team that looked like they got back on track last week that comeback that Marcus Mariota led was impressive. And this is a Titans team that I really like. I get they go on the road to Cleveland, but I'm not sure Cleveland is much of a home field advantage. I get a Titans team that has a running game that is really starting to get going. I get Marcus Mariota, who is healthy again after that little bit of a hamstring injury that we saw two weeks ago. And I have to lay less than six. Titans minus five and a half is my first lock of the week. Um, This is gonna be quick. That's my crowworthy lock of the week. Titans. We're aligned. Aligned. Cleveland's, as I said earlier, I'm going to bet against the bad teams. And they're a bad team. Yeah. I'll let you give your next one then if you're ready. Next one I'm going to go, and there's a team that I'm I'm coming around on finally. It took me a long time. Um, look, I, I didn't, I wasn't a believer. Thought they were smoking mirrors. I, I went against them last week and took the Jags. This week, give me the Rams. I'll lay the three and a half. I won't feel good about it. But I just, you know, I just, I think that for whatever reason, and I don't, I really can't figure it out because it's not a talent thing. I mean, maybe it's the coach, but this is a pretty good team. The Rams might be for real, and I know you're 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 you think Arizona's uh, on the upswing. I, I don't buy it. Give me the Rams. Yeah, wanna, no, I'll lay the three and a half. I like McVay. He, I bet the Rams most of the season. These divisional games, yeah, I get, I get a little nervous when I got to lay more than a field goal. But I like the pick overall. 
I am going to go to Green Bay for my next one, and I am going to take a Hall of Fame quarterback on the road against a quarterback that is getting his first ever career start. The Saints defense is massively improved. I took them last week against Detroit. They cashed in for me. They went on the road and they beat a Detroit team that you had as a third best team overall in the NFL. We saw that Detroit has some holes. This is a Saint team though that is well coached. They have talent all over the offensive side of the football and their knock over the years was defense. Defense vastly improved as I mentioned. I get a rookie quarterback. I only have to lay four and a half. I'd like to see that line come down a little bit more. It is a road game in Lambeau, but nonetheless, the Packers are banged up on both sides of the ball, especially defensively. Against Brett Hundley, I have to take Drew Brees. That's what you do. You bet against rookie quarterbacks in their first start in a team that's got a lot of injuries. Give me the Saints and give it to me minus four and a half. All right, well, look, and while you're there, while I go over my next one, pour yourself out a shot. Saints were at home last week, not on the road. Um, Fair. They, they also gave up 38 points. I'm not quite sure what you're talking about with the rejuvenated defense, giving up 40 points at home. Hey, whatever you do, you. Um, my next one, I got to go all the way to Monday night. And again, I said I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet on the good teams and against the bad teams. So that said, Eagles at home against Washington. Eagles laying four and a half. Division game. These are always. I be, you know. I just think the Eagles are a good football team. I really like what I'm seeing out of Carson Wentz this year. And I didn't think I was gonna say that. I didn't think that this this guy, this you know, no name kid uh, playing at wherever the hell he played his college ball in South Dakota um, was was going to be this good this fast um, you know he, he, we got a little glimpse of it early last year and then he faded um, and I'm hoping he doesn't fade again this year but I still think that the Eagles are a good team that's a good defense they've got talent Aguilar's turning into something you know, after be disappearing his rookie year, I'll lay the four and a half at home. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. F f solid bet. The Eagles do look for real. By the way, defensive DVOA, just so that my listeners don't think I'm speaking out of my ass. The Saints are 15th on the season. And this was a team that last year was 32nd. So when I say vastly improved, I feel like they're doubly better than they were last year. They've increased their defense from above average to last in the league. I think that's a fair statement. Now, last week, specifically, they ranked 23rd, which was one of the worst last week, specifically. And you were right. They were home. Nonetheless, I'm not changing my mind on the Saints, but I am going to go ahead and start to bet the dogs. And I'm going to go to New York, and I'm going to do it again because I've cashed in on this team all year long. I don't care that they have one win. I don't care that they've lost Odell Beckham Jr. Here's what I saw last week. I saw a team go into Denver and have a defense that we all have seen on paper is really good start to figure it out after six weeks, or after five weeks, I should say, last week. I saw an offensive line that was shuffled. Guys like Justin Pugh do their job, and finally we have a running game potentially in New York. I have a Seattle team that is still a head-scratcher, that still can't score a lot of points. They're going to travel all the way to the East Coast. They're going to play in MetLife, albeit at 4 o'clock, but I'm going to get 4.5 points in a league that we just said it has a bunch of coin flip teams. 
Yeah, I'll take Eli Manning. I'll take the Giants despite the injury issues at wide receiver. I'll take four and a half points. Give me the Giants. I looked at that game because it's it fits my it fits my my profile, and I'm gonna go right there in my next two games. But my first one, we're gonna stick stick here in in Minneapolis, Baltimore. Ravens, bad quarterback, Joe Flacco. At Minnesota, bad quarterback, Case Keenum. Give me Baltimore. I'm going to take the six points on the road. Look, I just, these are two coin flip teams. Yeah. And I, if anybody other than, I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater was playing, maybe I wouldn't be doing this. If a healthy Sam Bradford's playing, I'm not doing this. But with Case Keenum, I mean, at some point, this guy's not a good quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL for a reason. We're going to see that eventually. I'm not saying Baltimore is going to win this game, but I, you know, would it shock me if they won this game? It would shock me if Case Keenum threw three picks. It wouldn't shock me. No. And I'm going to take the points. I don't do it often. I'm betting the Ravens. Listen, they, this is a team that has some talent on the defensive side of the ball. I am with you. And listen, we I am as down on Joe Flacco as ever, but gun to my head, give me Joe Flacco over Case Keenum. Minnesota's got a great defense. We know that. But is it set six points better than the Baltimore Ravens? I like the Ravens. I, I hate to be boring to our listeners here, but I'm aligned. Give me the Ravens plus five and a half. In my last one, I hate to do this because Lord knows... This is probably one of the best two and three teams in recent memory. Hate them or not. I mean, are the Cowboys... Are the Cowboys a bad team? Are the Cowboys even a coin flip team? You going Niners here? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going the other way. San Francisco's a bad football team. Yeah. Look, and you know, you can say whatever you want, but... I mean, who... What did you just say not that long ago? I mean, what, less than less than five minutes ago, you said bet against the rookie quarterback in their first start, correct? Yep. And who's starting for San Francisco this week? C.J. Bethard, your boy from Iowa. From Iowa. Was Iowa a prolific passing team in college? Quite the opposite. Correct. Okay, so we've got a kid that did not throw the rock in college. Playing for a team that does not throw the rock in the NFL. An 0-6 team who's lit all in on the number one overall pick. Uh, it's going to be them and the Browns the whole way. you got a Cowboys team who doesn't know how long they're going to get Ezekiel Elliott for. They may lose him at any given moment uh, for six games. They need to pick these wins up when they can. I only have to lay six. The Cowboys are much the better team. Uh, give me Dallas. I'm going to lay the six. This might be the oddest show we've ever done. Because I'm aligned again. Three out of the five were completely aligned. Which, by the way, should scare everybody. Because yeah. it's it should never be this easy. Because if we're seeing it the same way, that means America's seeing it the same way. Which means Vegas is about to get paid this weekend. And it's going to be another fucked up here. But I like Dallas. Listen, three weeks ago, Mike, we all would have had them in our top seven hierarchy and look they i bet against them i thought the rams were going to cover and the rams beat them and then they struggled in the in, in, in the packer game but remember that came down to the final second and that was a packer team that a lot of people had in the top three 
That's a Rams team they lost to that a lot of people have in the top 10. They've lost really close games to really good teams, so they've had a difficult schedule. But San Francisco's bad. Now, San Francisco has some pieces that I think over time are going to be good. Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. That defense looks like it's doing doing the job, and they got some young pieces there. But C.J. Beathard is not a good quarterback. C.J. Beathard is a game manager, but it's his first ever career start. Dallas has talent. We know that. And I only have to lay six to a team that might be the second worst in the NFL, and they're okay with it. And they're doing it classy in a way that Kyle Shanahan's not getting ripped like the way the Browns are getting ripped. Give me Dallas minus six. Uh, by the way, I, for me to bet the Ravens and the Cowboys in the same week, that's, I'm not sure that's ever happened before. This is a, this is a weird NFL season. It's been an NFL season where I'm not sure we know who's good. We know there's about two or three teams that are really bad. We know there's about 10 teams that could win the Super Bowl, and then anybody in between could be a playoff team. It's an odd year, and so it feels like a year as we head towards Halloween. Not surprising. I'm doing something crazy here. I'm taking the Ravens in Dallas in my Crowworthy locks. Yep. Three, and we're, we're aligned. Yeah. Ravens, Dallas, ten, Tennessee. Um, I just can't see, I can't see a way San Francisco wins this football game, no matter how I rack my brain. Dak Prescott's playing real good football. Um he is. He's not been the problem. I mean, he's he's doing no. the game manager thing to a degree, but he he's not the reason that the Cowboys are uh, struggling out of the gates. They've had a tough schedule, to be honest, and and defensively yeah, I mean, they lost. Yeah, they lost to the Rams. Good team. Yeah. Broncos, who can be a good team. They can also look terrible, but they can look really good on any given week. And Green Bay at the uh, wire. And Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers playing like MVP Rodgers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough. Uh, we'll do five minutes on the NBA if you can hang on the phone. Yeah, I so see. now we're going to yeah. welcome as we transition to give our degenerate listeners some takes on the upcoming NBA season. Of course, we have the Jinx himself on the phone. Jinx, are you out there? Jinx, this headquarters, alive and well. The NBA season, of course, just started Tuesday night. I'm still in a little bit of heartbreak. My boy Gordon Hayward goes down, but we've only had a few games in the season, and so it is not too late to talk about making some bets and making some money on the NBA. I I know you always have some hot takes. I know you always have some money that you want to give the listeners. What are you, what are you thinking? So you guys know me. I love the hype. I love the, the young studs. I'm here to talk some rookies for you. So... First and foremost, your rookie of the year, Locke. Put it on the board, Malik Monk. Now, he's getting 20 to 1 odds, and I get it, but a couple of things. So first and foremost, the uh, Nicholas Batum injury for Charlotte, while it's bad for uh, the Hornets as a team, good for Monk's candidacy for rookie of the year. It opens up some additional minutes, um, but I, I love Monk. I think he's going to get the playing time. I think he's a sharpshooter. I think he's... Um, athletic enough to come in and make some noise this year. Um, I love him to win Rookie of the Year. Now, 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 Sroto, you're on the phone still. So when you think of the term lock and then you get 20 to 1 odds, like shouldn't everybody be running to the bank and, and betting Malik Monk Rookie of the Year? Well, yeah. I mean, I've only got seven guys in front of him on my current <laughs> Rookie of the Year, uh, my, my list here, um, including a guy at 1 to 2. Uh, which, considering there's a grand total of 
35 guys on this list to get a one to two shot. I mean, hey, all right, okay, whatever. Go ahead. Okay. Listen, I'm here to make you guys some money. One to two isn't going to make you money. Malik Monk 20 to one is going to make you money. <laughs> now, if you can find a site that'll bet this guy, because unfortunately, the site that I use won't even give you eyes on this guy because he's such a long shot but for that that rainy, that rainy day fund if you want to throw you know 10 bucks on a guy and just see what'll happen i uh, i really like this kid out of la not lonzo ball of course your top three pick but they're a lesser known first round pick kyle kuzma took them with the i think the 28th yeah, pick yeah yeah power forward out of utah uh watching some summer league highlights he reminds me of Aaron Gordon, 6'9", power forward, but just ultra-athletic, um, doing some crazy things you don't normally see out of guys his size. And I think that uh, if the Lakers can find a way to give him minutes, they've got Randall at the floor, but if they can find a spot for him, I think he can definitely uh, you know, do some things, make some noise uh, in this race as well, if given the opportunity. Well, I've got him at 30 to one, three spots below Malik Monk. So, I mean, I don't know that he's a deep sleeper. Um, Just throwing that out there. I thought you were going to say Bam Adebayo, whoever that guy is. Yeah. I have no idea who that guy even is. I like him. So we have, you know, talk about teams for a second. So obviously, you know, I don't know if it's worth betting any futures with, uh, you know, the fact that there's only a couple of teams that could possibly contend with um, Golden State. But there's some over-unders and wins that I think are a little bit interesting. So we have one team over 60 wins, and that's Golden State at 67.5. We got five teams that are projected over-unders of 50 wins. That's the Celtics at 56.5, and and that was probably pre-Gordon Hayward injury. Rockets, Spurs, Cavs, Thunder. You have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven teams over forty wins, and I want to give you one of them that I really like. Now, that's the Utah Jazz over under forty and a half wins. I get that they lost Hayward. There's still a lot of talent on this team, and they're really well coached. I actually, I think the Jazz are going to be an over five hundred team. I think they're going to be a playoff team again. I like the Jazz over forty and a half. Are there any teams in that over under category that either of you are particularly high on? I've got a lock. I have the lock of all locks, if you guys would like to hear this it. This is a crow-worthy lock. How many shots of crow are you putting on it? I will put three shots of crow on this take. Three shots of crow. Let's put it on the board. Let's hear it. Give me the under on 42.5 wins for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Joel Embiid has played what last night was, what, his 32nd game played in three years uh, Markel Fultz looked really bad this preseason. I love Ben Simmons. Who doesn't? But uh, projecting that team for 42 and a half wins, uh, I think is just way, way, way too ambitious, given that their biggest free agent signing to add to that core was J.J. Redick. Are you kidding me? Uh, give me the under. Stone cold lock of the year. Three shots of crow are on it. Stroto, any teams uh, that stand out? Your thoughts on your... Your Timberwolves, they're in that 40-win-ish range. Well, I mean, the only thing I'm looking at this year, and this is as a a casual NBA guy, is that somehow I can get the Spurs at 20-1, to and somehow I can get the the Thunder at 20-1 to to win the title. Yeah. 
And I got to think that the Spurs, as long as they're still the Spurs, and I think they're still the Spurs, um, as long as Pop is still there, they're probably better than 21 to win, 20 to 1 to win the title. Um, so if I was going to put any money anywhere, I would probably be laying it on the Spurs at 20 to 1. Yeah, Spurs still the Spurs. Uh, not much has changed in San Antonio, a team that uh, perennially has been right there with Golden State. So MVP odds, you got LeBron is currently at 4-1. to one. He's your favorite. Kawhi Leonard at number two. Durant, Westbrook. How about Giannis? Giannis at 7-1. to one. Is this the breakout for Giannis? Jinx, do you have an MVP pick? Yeah, so another guy, if you want a, uh, a long shot here, give me Blake Griffin. So I think, um, Jesus Christ, you know, Chris Paul, moving. I got Blake Griffin Listen, at 80, to, 80 to one at MVP right now. 75 to one over here. Correct. I'm all about, people about, all about the long shots with Chris Paul leaving, uh, LA. I think that you can see. Blake Griffin take on that that ball dominant role where they just his usage rate is just through the freaking roof and he just puts up some gaudy stats because he's touching the ball every single possession and you can see I wouldn't be shocked if he puts up uh, 28 15 and six line this year now I'm not saying he's gonna do it but I'm just saying again a dark horse one of those long shots to throw a couple of bucks on wouldn't surprise me if he puts up uh, some crazy stat line this year. Well, I'll, I'll go a little bit more conservative, and I can get 12-1 to 1 on either Steph Curry or Russell, Russell Westbrook. Probably going to go Russell Westbrook there. But both of those guys could win the MVP, and no one would be surprised whatsoever. Yeah. I, um, and at 12-1. to 1. I like, if we're going to talk a little bit of where the money's at, John Wall, 25-1. to 1. He's in a contract year. He's looking to carry Washington to that next tier with the injury to Hayward. Washington could emerge as the second best team in the East. We'll see. I think the Celtics will still be there. Uh, and, and, and part of that storyline, too, keep your eye on Kyrie Irving. He's at 20 to 1 MVP odds with Hayward out. If the Celtics did still live up to their ceiling that everybody projected, which was a plus 50 win team, it probably is Kyrie as the ball-dominant player in the offense. We know he's certainly motivated, a la what we saw from Westbrook last year when Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. I like Kyrie. You'll call me a homer, but I also like John Wall. The Giannis odds are interesting. It'll be interesting to watch the Greek freak, but you don't get a lot of money on it. It's 7-1. to one. Uh, Everybody else is, 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 you know, we'll see, you know, with LeBron... Without Kyrie, he could have a little bit of that Westbrook magic like we saw last year as well. Anything else, Jinx, before we close it out? No, I think that's about it. Keep your eye on uh, Kyle Kuzma. I love that guy this year. You got a Um, Knicks take for us? The Knicks right now are uh, tied with your Oklahoma City Thunder. They're definitely going to exceed their win total of 28.5, but that's garbage. There are a lot to exceed that. And you and I are on the board. I don't know if, it, if uh, everyone caught it, but we have six shots of Crow on the Knicks making the playoffs. Uh, yeah. And I firmly believe in that take after watching their first half against OKC so you, far tonight. You, you, uh, you, 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 this looks great. Just, just, to, just to recap, there are six shots of Crow on the line based on the Knicks play. 
24 minutes of basketball and you, quote, firmly believe, so firmly that you're confident in taking six shots, that the Knicks are a playoff team? 110%. And there you have it, folks, the jinx. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is the Degenerate Athletic Club podcast presented by Crowworthy Sports.